You are listening to the Green Lantern Corecast Nerd Rock Edition, the Kirby Crackle interview. This is Jim, and this is Kyle. We're Kirby Crackle, and you are listening to... The Green Lantern Corecast. Hello? Hello? Hi, is yeah, Steve? Hello? Kyle? Kyle? Yes, Kyle. Jim? Yes, sir. Hi, yeah, Jim. Yes. Hi. This is Frankie from The Green Lantern Corecast. Hi, how you guys doing? Hey, what's up, man? We're doing all right. We're pretty much starting the show up. All right. Right on. And uh, the rest of the cast is with me out tonight, you know. Everyone say hi. Hello. Hey. hey what's, what's going on, man? As you can see, they're, what is up? they're ecstatic about this. <laughs> I'm ecstatic. Power up. <laughs> My name is actually ecstatic, though, so it's not like it's not. It's a... <laughs> so basically, you know, as we're going to do, we're going to ask a few questions, go back and forth. Pretty much, I'm going to let Kuhan field most of this because he's a uh, you know, big fan of you, too. So, Thanks, Kuhan. Man. Kuhan. <laughs> hey. Kuhan. Yes, I, I am Kuhan. Uh, I'm actually the one who emailed, kept emailing you guys, you know. We've been trying to set this up for yes, a while, so. Glad uh, it finally worked out. Yes, finally. You know, yeah. after, after the big con season, so it's all, it all works out. Yeah, we're just, we're just uh, giving each other back rubs, just relaxing from the long weeks at San Diego. You know how it is. That sounds awesome and hot it also, awesome. so I don't know if you guys bothered you. <laughs> So, uh, so you guys have two albums out now. It's um, your self-titled album, Kirby Crackle, and uh, E for Everyone. So, um, yeah. Where did you Where did you guys come up with the idea to do this this whole nerd rock band thing? Uh, well, in tradition of our podcast interviews, I'm gonna let Jim take this first question here. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> let's see. To begin with, we met at my comic book store. I own um, I own uh, some stores here in Seattle, and Kyle shopped at, and continues to shop at one of my stores, which is uh, awesome, because even though we have a 50-50 partnership in Kirby Crackle, I continue to take money from him on a weekly basis, hmm. which makes me feel good about myself. Exactly. What's the store? <laughs> um, yeah, what's the store? So Where can we find the store? Oh, uh, so all the, all three stores are called The Comic Stop, and you can find them online at oh. um, thecomicstoponline.com. Cool. Nice little plug there. So, we'll, uh, we'll share the plug that at the end of the show. Oh, thanks. Yeah, um, so so I run those, and I also run the Emerald City Comic Con, uh, also here in Seattle. And um, so, so with Kyle, he shops at my shop, and that's how we met. And we just got to talk. He's a full-time musician. And we got to chatting one day about how there wasn't really any good, like, I don't know, rock music that that was sort of about all the stuff that we would talk about. Like, we'd sit around in the store and talk comment and talk, you know, not necessarily a traditional, like, who'd win a fight between uh, Superman and the Hulk, uh, the answer being the Hulk, because he gets infinitely more, uh, uh, you know, he gets infinitely more strong as you know, the angrier he gets. But if Superman was a douchebag, he would just throw him into the sun. That's my solution for every Superman story. Like, I'm going to go completely top topic and be like, this is, the, this is the problem with, like, Superman. Is like, if he really wanted to, be like, I have a problem. Oh, I just threw you into the sun, and we're done. You know? I don't know. Yeah. For real. <laughs> this is why I deserve some powers. Uh, anyway, so... Long story short, me and Kyle started chatting. There was nothing like this out there, so we're like, "Well, why don't we do it?" And uh, and boom, Kirby Crackle, wow, nice. Well, how do you guys normally collaborate when you write the songs? 
Well, uh, I have a studio in Seattle. Uh, just a hop, skip, and jump away from Jim's place called Orange Room Studios. And uh, basically it consists of me sitting on my Herman Miller Aaron chair. And I give Jim the shitty chair. And uh, <laughs> he sits at my computer, and we get the whole Microsoft Word going on. And I say, how about this? It's like, what rhymes with Thor? Horror? Yeah, exactly, but too obvious. So let's kind of try some new ideas. And it usually ends up in kind of a riotous laugh session of, oh, we can't say that, which means that means we have to say that. So what is there on the totem pole of comics for you guys? Uh, are you first and foremost Green Lantern fans or, or what? Uh, yeah, I know for myself, like, so growing up, you know, both Marvel and DC, when it came to Marvel, I was basically just a Fantastic Four guy. That's what got me into comics was Fantastic Four. Cool. Actually, Reap and nice. Jack Kirby, and that's kind of where we started coming up with the Genesis, and then how our friend came up with, our, our buddy uh, Brian came up with the name Kirby Crackle. But for DC Comics, um, I know, just speaking for myself, that was the... For years, as a kid, the only DC comic I ever read was actually Green Lantern. Nothing else. Like, for some reason, even when there's other characters appearing in Green Lantern, especially guys like Green Arrow, like, I never followed them into their own adventures. I was always just a Green Lantern guy. How or Kyle? I was gonna ask. Yeah, you know, I got into, <laughs> I got into Green Lantern later than Jim. Uh, you know, when I was in Mexico last year, I was just on a family vacation, and I just caught up on a huge stack of Jeff Johns comics. And I'd read it sporadically for years earlier, but this was one where I just, you know, read like 25 issues back to back. And, you know, we wrote that song, I think you guys found out about us from, about ring capacity, uh, where you're reading Jeff Johns stuff and the the chords fighting, it's like ring capacity, counting down, counting down. And I just thought that was such a badass concept. Uh, and uh, that's how we did that song, and that's how you know my love for Green Lantern grew. All right, so to ask you both the question, as Andrew was saying, which one's your favorite, Kyle or Hal? <laughs> or uh, I'm part. a Hal guy. You're I'm a Hal, Hal guy, guy, too. All right, so we have two Hal's. Yeah, well, I, you know, growing up, like, how was, how was, you know, I mean, I'm 32, so I'm not that old, but I grew up, like, during Hal time, and then right after a little while is when they changed into Kyle, and initially, I'll be honest, much like a lot of the people out there, I was like, oh, this sucks, what, who's this guy, and this and that, and actually, after a little while, I'm like, you know what, this is actually pretty cool, and, like, the more they've done with Kyle, the more I've come to appreciate him as a character, but that doesn't still mean that, like, at my core, I'm not, like, a Hal guy. I respect that. Get it? Core. Ah, I see, I see <laughs> you got to explain it to me. I missed the, I missed the <laughs> part. <laughs> so do you prefer Hal as he is now? I mean, uh, it's elephant in the room. Hal is a drunk driver, and uh, that was kind of retconned away. I mean, as guys who, I mean, obviously, you, you said, one of you guys said you were you were getting into it recently. What, how do you guys feel about the... The I don't know retconning. I mean, as someone who's been a long-term fan, are you okay with the streamlining continuity and kind of like just hop, skip, jumping over all this kind of stuff? Um, I'm okay with it. I mean, we kind of talked. Go ahead. Go ahead. We talked. We talked about it a little the other day. I mean, I'm okay with it, and I think also it's like you know one of the things that's a constant back and forth in comics is what's going to bring new readers in. You know, what's exciting and going to get people into it, and then. I don't know, I think Jim and I maybe talked about this a couple weeks ago, it's so many more people are in the Green Lantern after Blackest Night and the movie, and it's only good for comics, I think, you know, but but I understand, you know, come the same way about continuity, too, but kind of have to pick which hill is to fight on and which hill is to lie on, you know. Pick your battles. Yeah, yeah and I, 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 exactly. Yeah, the ones you can, <laughs> the ones you can win. <laughs> you know, the, the, you know, that would be, actually be a great name for a song, Retcon. Retcon. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, steal that from them, Jim, quick. I've, I've already copyrighted it on the Internet. We're <laughs> quick. So, I, I'm here in Seattle. Are you guys going to perform at the next uh, Emerald City Comic Con? Uh, yeah, I know a guy there, and I, 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 think, I think I can make that happen. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, actually, so for us, uh, the way Emerald City works is usually we do a show um, kind of during the con. Um, yeah. But I think what we might do this year, and I've talked about this with Kyle a bit, so maybe what we'll do is we, we, we debuted this at the uh, at Heroes Con in North Carolina, where we did actually more of a 
like for lack of a better term, like VH1 storytellers kind of thing, where we actually sat around and talked about some of the songs, and Kyle played them acoustically. Um, and then what we're thinking of doing is maybe having a full-on, like, full-band show, like, post-con, so that everyone can get to it after the show rather than it being during the show. Because we actually have a lot of a lot of fans and a lot of friends who are pros, too, and they're basically kind of like, I am stuck at my table, uh, uh, and I cannot check that out, so I would love to see it. So um, We're still, obviously, it's quite a few months away tomorrow of next year, but we're working on the details to have a pretty fun, like, post-show rock show during Emerald City. Cool. Uh, I'm actually curious about uh, copyright issues and stuff and how you guys get around that. I mean, um, presumably you don't send your songs through uh, <laughs> DC Marvel. and Marvel's uh, legal every time you uh, do a song. And I mean, some of your songs, obviously, are, are not necessarily about specific uh, uh, groups, but stuff like Great Lakes Avengers and Ring Capacity, I mean, it's kind of... Uh, I mean, do you get a buy because it's parody? I mean, how do you guys kind of do that? Do you ask permission? Do you kind of, I mean, now that you kind of know some more guys need. Well, it's really not an issue. And, and you know, thankfully the guys in the industry who, you know, you know, you don't want to piss off like our band. So that's a good thing already, you know. Like, uh, you know, Jeff John's like Rinka Bassi, Joe Kisada, of course, who's been a great friend of the band and we've played with a lot, likes our yeah. stuff. And, and uh, you know, and that's been awesome and made for an awesome year. It's not like we're, you know, slapping Superman on the cover and and be like counting on you, the single about Superman, and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. jacking it that way. It's more of like a love letter thing, and I think that, you know, the way that music copyright works, it's just, it's a non-issue. Well, yeah, that, that and, uh, I mean, you know, so, some of them, uh, some of the album covers you can get around, but like the ring capacity with Hal Jordan, like, big front and center on the cover, um, I, su- I suppose you got around that by not actually showing the Green Lantern logo. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're not, you know, exactly. Like, we're very careful. On one hand, we write songs about just what we love, and, like, it's no secret that, like, you know, you listen to Ring Capacity, it's it's very, like, it's got that oath in there, you know, it's, it's in there. But we, it, it's true, it kind of falls under that parody, and we're not, Fair use. Straight up, like, yeah, we don't, we don't have, and fair use, yeah, we don't, we don't necessarily have, like, I don't know if you guys saw the Wolverine video that we did for yeah, our song, yeah, Honest yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's the same kind of thing. Like, well, it's clearly Wolverine, but it's, it's all made by us. It's not like we're using, so the difference would be if we did a video that just cut pieces from the Wolverine movie by Fox, that would be a real problem. You know, but it's not like what we do is we create like we try to the thing that really is is a is a deal is that we create all the content ourselves, so it's fan generated, and it's not taking stuff that's already been created by these companies and um, and monetizing them, and then and therein lies the way that we we can do our stuff and how any band can do. Um, like any songs that are about superheroes or anything that it's in the. You know, like you can say Katy Perry inside of a song, and you're not going to get sued by Katy Perry, and it's the same kind of deal. Yes, and that also adds, I think, the, the problem sometimes we have describing what our band is to people that don't hear it. You know, we just say, okay, you just got to stop and listen, but getting to that point of we always say, hey, we're a, a nerd rock band from Seattle, we write songs about comic book and video games, and they go, oh, so you use old video game songs? We're like, no, no. Like, oh, so you use the animated music from the X-Men soundtrack? You know, it's like, no, no, we don't. You just got to listen. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of confusion, like, you know, about, and people always ask, how does that copyright work, you know? So it's always a thing we talk about. Yeah, do people ask you to do, like, covers of theme songs and stuff when they go to your shows? Uh, no, not really. They just assume that's what we're about, and they go, oh, we've heard <laughs> rappers like you guys. They're like, no, we have guitars, you know? And I've heard of that there were a lot of people that were rapping over, like, you know, the Mega Man theme or the Zelda theme, and sometimes really well, but, you know, that's, we don't do that. We try to diversify ourselves and just be, like, an original music thing. It's, you know, I don't know, maybe you guys were the same way as a phone pass it to you. You know, we understand if someone says, hey, we're a band that writes about comic books and video games, I would think, you know, and Jim and I always talk about this, I would think that would suck, you know, just hearing about it. So, you know, if we get people to stop and listen, usually that, that does the deal. Yeah, I've actually, I've actually got a friend who, uh, who in, totally independently of me, heard about you guys, and uh, like really enjoyed a couple of your songs. Like, like Bill and Song is one of his favorites, one of my favorites too. 
um, which interestingly is is just is one of those uh, one of those songs that isn't specifically about like a specific uh, hero or villain, but it's um, you know technically like you, you can you can draw some parallels, but it's not actually uh, about one of the Marvel or DC villains, which is uh, correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually uh, just got a funny story about that of how we wrote that. Uh, the villain song uh, started off as a song about a guy who went to, like, villain school. And uh, he was, like, learning the ropes of how to be a villain at, like, a villain academy. And then um, he graduated to sort of, like, terrorizing a hero. And we literally wrote, like, the song, I mean, completely finished music and everything without actually recording it. And we would listen to it, and at some point we're like, you know, the song is actually not good at all. <laughs> The song, the song straight up just kind of sucks. Like, it sounds like it could be cool, and we had a couple of cool ideas. And we literally rewrote the entire song from scratch. And that, and that is what became the villain song that you hear on the album. Um, well, the, well, the other part I was trying to say earlier is, like, you know, when we, when we re-flipped it, we were like, do, you know, do we do it about a specific villain? And we decided to just create kind of our own... It's like a generic kind of like mad scientist villain, and even all the references in that song to other villains are all created by us. So yeah. we wanted to just make something that was intended to be an homage to sort of all those, like, you know, villains out there, anywhere from, from Doctor Doom to Green Goblin. Just It's kind of like an, an amalgam of all of them together without it being about any one of them for sure. So, so, so we're going to see, like, a, a Dr. Hatred book sometime soon in the future. You guys going to try to write that one? Uh, yeah, we kind of started something there, didn't we? We're going to have to follow up on it. <laughs> we actually followed right. up. Uh, so on Eat for Everyone, we followed up to try to, like, at least make a couple of references to the same villains in the henchman song, where we have a henchman applying to get a henching job uh, with a villain. And his references include uh, Dr. Hatred. So just like trying, trying to like also make a little throwback to the first album about some of these fun characters that like we even have ideas of what they look like in in our heads like you know we're, we're being so exactly what does Psycho Possum look like you know at first you think it's like some weird guy from like Metal Gear Solid it sounds kind of like he'd fit right within that little universe yeah um, but yeah I understand that uh, Joe Quesada has taken the stage with you guys in the past. Uh, is uh, Jeff Johns going to do the same? And if not, uh, how can we make that happen? <laughs> we have plenty of pull, Jeff. <laughs> uh, does, does Jeff play anything? I hear he, he plays a mean <laughs> ukulele, I think. <laughs> he plays my heart strings very well. Ah, okay, well, besides that, that's obvious. That's really good. Uh, <laughs> you know, that would be awesome if Jeff wanted to get on stage and sing the song with us. That would be pretty badass, I think. You think, Jim? I think that, you know, the, 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 in my mind, the way this would work is, you know, we're trying to put together a show for New York, and I'm pretty sure Jeff's going to be at New York Comic Con. Yeah. It'd be awesome if he would, if he would pop on there and during the bridge come up there and sing the oath, because that's where, you know, that's where everyone, like, that's our, our big crowd participation moment as well. Like, all right, everyone knows the oath. Like, it's in the bridge. When it gets there, let's do this. And so having him on stage rocking the Green Lantern Oath along with, like, you know, hundreds of fanboys, I think would be uh, pretty badass. If you can make that uh, happen, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, I'll you, try my best to field that and when I you, go to the New York Comic Con. You, you heard it here. Kirby Crackle calls out Jeff Johns. <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, playing that, whenever we do that on stage, though, we usually do that by the end of the show because that's the big barn burner, you know, where, like, you blow everything out and your voice and everything and, and Seeing the oath at the top of your lungs with everyone doing it with you, just like I got chills now thinking about it. It's really cool. So uh, hopefully, you know, people come out to New York and, and see us there. And, and, you know, anyone at any show will say it right now. If you want to yell the oath from anywhere in the crowd or even jump up on stage and do it, you're more than welcome. I've, I've heard Dan Dio has a lovely singing voice, so. He's got a mustache oh. that's jazz, jazzy. <laughs> and I've got, a, I've got a tambourine that's just sitting there, so, you know. <laughs> Make this happen. 
Just put a put a little sticker on it says reserved for Dan Dio. How did you guys get Joe Quesada to play on your with you guys? And did he specifically say no DC songs? Four four hundred thousand dollars. Are you serious? No, we we've been saving up since we were born, and we're like, all right, let's do this, Joe. <laughs> um, no, you know what's funny is that so the way it worked uh, early on is that. Uh, I'm friends with C.B. Sabolsky, uh over at Marvel, and uh, when me and Kyle were just first doing this, like before we even released the album, we had a couple of our songs done, including um, oh, One of the Guys, which is uh, from the first album about the thing from Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And I sent, like, I was just kind of like, hey, C.B., let me ask you, like, you know, your opinion as a friend, also as a guy who works at Marvel, like I'm not asking for any like official Marvel thing, but just as a friend, as a writer, as a guy who works at Marvel and as a guy who likes music, what do you think of this song? Like straight up. And he writes back and he's like, you know, I really dug it. This is cool. I was like, great. Thanks, man. I'm just curious to see like what someone who's actually a professional, you know, thinks of this music. And he writes me back, he's like, oh, you know, I also sent it over to Joe, Quesada, because I thought it was good, and he loves it. And I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and so so that sort of began our um, uh, kind of relationship with, uh, with Joe and, and the guys at Marvel. Um, that was before we even released the album, and they were like, well, let us know when the album gets released, and we can talk about it. And then Kyle can tell you more after we went to the Marvel office. Yeah, so we went to the Marvel office, and we took a backpack of, uh, of CDs, and we just handed them out everywhere. And, and uh, you know, Joe said, you know, um, is it cool if I, like, you know, talk to people about this? We're like, yeah, talk to anyone when you want. Like, this is why we did it, you know, for fans and for, for pros. And we were just starting out. So what kind of gave us the boost for con season 2009 was New York Comic Con, our first show, and then he tweeted about it. He's like, go see Kirby Crackle, this is awesome. And, you know, we were really, really excited. It was like a great memory of that time. And so then, uh, that just kind of set the pace for the year. Uh, fast forward to when we asked him if he'd be interested in playing with us at Emerald City Comic Con. This is actually a story that was never told on a podcast, and I think it's really funny slash horrifically embarrassing. Uh, and, I, and I love my mother for it. But uh, my family was in town staying with me because uh, they knew Joe was going to be playing with us. And, and uh, you know, they wanted to see the start off of the convention because they know that we worked really hard on uh, E4E. So um, got home to my place and uh, picked Joe up from his hotel. We, uh, we rode back and uh, we walked in the house and I opened the door and my mom was there. You know, I said, hey, could you make sure my little brother's underwear is not laying all over the place? This guy's coming over. You know, just, like, help me make it look kind of nice if you destroyed it. So I walk in, and there's a huge plate of cupcakes, and there's a huge little plate of little mini sandwiches all cut up. And there's cups with the band members and Joe's name written on them, like it's an eight-year-old birthday party. <laughs> oh. All ready to go. And my mom comes out, and like, you must be Joe. You know, and he was, like, really nice, and, you know, he appreciated the hospitality, but it was... Pretty funny. I just meant to make it clear that I did not live with my mom. She does not make parties for me all the time. As oh, awesome yeah. as that would be. So we just had a cool band practice. And anyway, it's just like one of these like surreal, weird moments that is funny now. So what's yeah. uh, so? What do you guys? Are you working on new songs? Or are you just playing out what you got going with the um, the new album? Hmm. Uh, working on new songs a little bit. Uh, you know, it's like it's weird that. Like, E for Everyone only came out a little over four months ago, and it feels yeah. like it's been forever because we've been, you know, we worked on it since September. Uh, but, you know, publicly it's only been out since March. Um, you know, we're talking about getting something going uh, for the new convention season. We're also talking about maybe doing a little something new because, you know, when we put out E for Everyone in March, uh, the, our self-titled album had only been out a year. So we feel like there's a lot of life left on these albums. Uh, and because we're starting to get the catalog of two albums, we're also diversifying to rock bands. Uh, so we're going to have some stuff coming out on rock band at the end of the summer. Um, uh, the rock band network. And currently we uh, are working with the PR firm to try to get ring capacity on the Green Lantern movie. I was thinking about that. Wow. I, I, I honestly wanted to ask you about that. 
be great. Yeah, I got to go uh, ahead. Yeah, yeah, so there's a Facebook group that was created by a fan that we we're encouraging. It just helps, like, just to put word out there uh, that, like, if you want to join this fan group about getting um, brain capacity on the Greenland Lantern soundtrack, like, on the closing credits, uh, if you join that group, that would just, like, the, the more the merrier, you know, trying to get the word out there. Uh, I'll send the link, and, uh, you know, you can post it up. We'd love as much support as possible. I think it worked better over yeah. the love scene, but, yeah, that's still good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you get a love <laughs> scene or the end credits. Just, 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 a big, just a big, you know, the big Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively kiss scene, and then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys should be well, there. Just all right. of a sudden, like, you guys yeah, you up, guys show up a cameo. on a green disc, That'd just playing. Great idea. Just awkward, awkwardly yeah. in the background, looking inside of Blake Lively's bedroom window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Hal looks at you and gives you a wink and thumbs up, and you're like, yeah, Hal, go, Hal. And like, yeah, because you scored it for him. So. <laughs> that would make a great music video. <laughs> Thanks for helping get Hal made, guys. That's awesome of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a, I had a, a dream. I call it a vision quest where I wasn't a wolf for once. But uh, it was a it was an eleven thirty showing on a Tuesday, and Jim and I went to Valley Village, and we got tuxes, and we went to go see Ring Capacity. Uh, we went to go see Green Lantern with Ring Capacity on the final credit. So there's a there's a Valley Village tux waiting somewhere with my name on it, and hopefully that'll happen. You know, we're doing it the official style, also the viral style, and something maybe tells me that you might maybe 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 get to play that on Rock Band in the near future. So, Very awesome. cool. so you guys, you guys uh, got any got any other music videos in the works? You got the the up, up, down, down, and the on and on thing. So uh, I would love to see. Uh, can I watch you or, or Great Lakes? Uh, uh, well, let's see. Um, so we have in two weeks. We'll be doing actually our newest animated video, which is for uh, Zombie Apocalypse from the first album. Uh, that was animated by a couple friends who actually worked on the the that's familiar with Metalocalypse, the adult fun yeah. show. Right. Oh yeah, please, thank you. <laughs> yep. So they're uh, they are uh, animators for Metalocalypse, and they did our Zombie Apocalypse video. I don't know if they have a thing for things that end in it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> zombie Zombie Metalocalypse. It's a really fun video. Uh, we just saw the second to final draft of it, so we think people will really like it. And we've got a couple more animated videos, um, one that may or may not feature Hal, and then uh, a couple of live-action videos in the works as well. So hopefully, I mean, I can't promise, like, one a month that we've been releasing, but uh, definitely if you keep an eye out, like, we have quite a few videos that we'll uh, be debuting soon. Yeah, we're playing catch-up. Nice. I was just gonna say, uh, our buddy, uh, our buddy Andrew does a and uh, a sort of action figure show online, uh, where have you have, maybe you've heard of it, the, the Hal and Kyle show. I don't know if you guys. Have uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Jim has seen it. He Jim, says. Jim has seen it. Uh, did you? Uh, the latest episode actually came dropped uh, yesterday as we're recording. Okay, <laughs> that I have not seen. You should. You should see well. it. I'm in it. So. Uh, so yeah, uh, Andrew. Andrew does that. So uh, you think maybe uh, he could pull together a ring capacity music video? So, the short answer is no. Because, <laughs> so, so this uh, goes back to what we talked about earlier. What, if what, we create what, the content and don't use, like, don't use things that have already been created by DC, and that includes their action figures, right. um, then we're totally in the clear, but as soon as we, if we make a video that's an official video, kind of, even unofficial kind of video for our music that's based off of stuff that is, um, uh, copyrighted or already created, that's when we're going to get into some trouble. So, though, it'd be just fun as a kind of fan experience, that's the kind of stuff that we're like, ah, I think we'll pass, and, like, just have it created, like, either someone animating it or, we finally get Kyle into that, you know, the the movie Green Lantern costume. So yeah. something like that. <laughs> so basically, it'd have to be on. Yeah. A, it'd have to be like you. You'd have no official supporter backing of it if something like that happened. Correct. Like if if that was created by someone else, then that is totally fine. 
by are you, are you winking by at us? <laughs> wink, wink. It's not like yeah, you're, makes are you winking at us over the internet? Because I can definitely hear some winking sound effects. <laughs> That is, uh, that is inappropriate. Oh, wait, you said winking. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to stick with you guys playing during the love scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so when you guys are awesome. at... Awesome. All right. <laughs> when you guys are at cons, do you guys just, uh, like, run around to panels, or do you follow the floor for signings, or, like, what do you guys do? Uh, we're looking uh, at the booth most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're stuck at our booth. We've got our little ghetto walkman going. And, uh, you know, you'll know we made it big when we upgraded some iPod touches or something like that. Okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure if you, just, I'm sure if you uh, ask a really devoted fan, you know, just go on Twitter, I wish I had an iPod touch. I'll get like four or five of them. <laughs> <laughs> It'll show up with the ring capacity video on it. Yeah. Um, uh, Actually, you know, I guess I'd like to actually hear you guys sound off about what you're reading in comics today. I mean, uh, I mean obviously, presumably, yeah, obviously read Green Lantern and stuff like that. But what, what else do you guys pick up? What else are you really interested in right now? Uh, I've been reading Shadowlands. Um, and uh, going back and getting a lot of the trades and storylines I really like. Siege, Blackest Night, uh, Walking Dead is the number one thing I look forward to every single week. Uh, and uh, I've been just enjoying Brightest Day. I wasn't sure I was going to be into it, but I'm kind of sticking around. So uh, I've been looking forward to that. What about you, Jen? Um, I've been uh, checking out, let's see, uh, I've been kind of obsessed with all the Mike McGillar-related comics from Dark Horse, whether it's uh, BPRD or Ave Sapien. Uh, the, new, the new issue, The Drowning, uh, I think it was like something. No, yeah, no, The, the Abysmal Pain. It was, like, yeah. it was really good by uh, John Arcudi as well. Um, so all that stuff, BPRD, Hellboy, it's all like fantastic. I follow that pretty uh, pretty regularly. I um, I just read Super Pro KO from uh, Pony Press, which is actually a lot of fun. It reminded me a lot, reminded me a lot of Scott Pilgrim, except that Scott Pilgrim was a uh, like luchador wrestler. Um, so I thought that was cool. I'm a big fan of King City from Image Comics. Um, as a trade paperback, the two two series I. I would love to pick up, actually, uh, one of them is called Blade of the Immortal. It's like the only manga I read, but it's amazing. Uh, Bakuro Samura. Um, and in the kind of same, like, vein, I'm a huge fan of Usagi Ujimbo. I don't really pick it up in yeah. singles anymore, but the trades are, it's a book that I like. Every time a new trade comes out, I just like, devour it. It's such a great book. So, a huge variety of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, we get a lot of comics each week, and, you know, those are just, uh, like, five off the top of our heads, but, um, comics, yeah, rad. So, let's see, yeah, we should start some kind of Facebook group to get a zombie apocalypse into the Walking Dead TV show, I guess, yeah. too, right? Mm, I, I, I don't think they do the lyrics, but I think they do the, the music, maybe, like, randomly playing on a little AM radio or something. <laughs> Or maybe you guys could fly in during a love scene between Rick and... Uh, <laughs> uh, Rob Lori. No, I'm trying to think of what his first partner's name was, but I lost it, sorry. Shane. Shane. Shane, yes. Rick and Shane, their big love scene at the end of the first volume. I'm noticing yeah. a pattern. Carl Cock blocks him. Yeah. Um... What about you guys? Like, aside from obviously, like the the Green Lantern stuff, well, like if you had if you had to pick two books, you know, what what is it that's uh, top of your pile? Shit! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that on us. Oh, oh we, I don't like yeah. being. Yeah. We don't like that. Damn, you guys don't know how to. We're you guys don't know how to yeah. work, right? We ask you questions. Yeah, we ask you questions. You're like, I'm sorry, you didn't understand the podcaster, podcasty contract that yeah, you yeah, before you came on. Does that mean I have to start playing guitar and Kuhan uh. start singing? Because that's a terrible idea. <laughs> oh, have you? Did you guys hear Kuhan actually uh, did a cover of his uh, ring capacity uh, in one of our episodes? And he swears it's a joke, but I don't believe it. 
It was totally a joke. You did a what? God, he did, tried earnestly. Trust me. I did not song. try earnestly. I did. I did a joke cover of Ring Capacity for our. Uh, I was doing sure it for our 50th episode. was a fake 50th episode we were doing, and so I did a cover of Ring Capacity, and then I read read oh, yeah. episode 51. So. You know we shouldn't. Yeah, we shouldn't pick on him. He sang his little heart out. You guys should check it out if you get a chance. We need a we need a copy of that, and you probably got the lyrics right more than I do when I sing it live. So. <laughs> Def- definitely a throat killer. That's that's for sure. I could not speak for the next. Yeah, time, it is. So. <laughs> uh, I failed out. I failed out of the rock band testing. I would play that. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it means rock band is wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, get it together. Yeah, yeah. With my usual weekly reads, what I start off with is when they come out. The first reads on my week are uh, Rebels and uh, uh, Batman: The Return of Bruce Wayne. Mm. He just won. I've been loving that Return of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Should uh, yeah. Colt will definitely tell you that you guys should start reading Rebels. Uh, every every all of them just just go read every single. Really? It's a damn good book that is just not getting the sales it deserves. Yeah, I never, I actually never met Colton before Rebels was already in its tenth issue. So I actually believe that Colton isn't really a person; he's just made of Rebels promotion. I think. <laughs> so. <laughs> it deserves more than the than the twenty something thousand sales it's getting. Uh, I was actually really uh-huh. into Superman last year, so um, I, I was I was kind of like a living promotion for that. But uh, I'm over that now. Um, I do uh, anything Bendis touches in Marvel. I, I read anything Bendis touches in Marvel, which is 45 percent of Marvel at this point. A lot of Marvel. Yeah, probably at the time. Um, touches a lot. Now Marvel shows in the doll where Bendis touched you. Most of uh, most of most of my list is probably going to be uh, an Avengers title, uh, and then uh, obviously Green Lantern, and then. I, I'm, I've been uh, reading the, the Flash, the new series started, Jeff John series, so I don't know about that. Ah, good. That's been really good with, uh, I like the fu- the future... Uh, oh, yeah, the uh, um, Renegades, future rogues. Yeah, the, the rogue, uh, like, I like how they've all, like, graduated, like, captains became, like, admirals and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Commander cold. Yeah, yeah, Commander, there we go. That's adorable. What do, you, what do you guys think about that, then, about, like, Wally West, Barry Allen, getting rid of um, Ray Choi, all that stuff? I mean, you guys obviously like Hal, and, I mean, I'm not sure how much you're into the classic stuff, but, I mean, uh, I mean, are you happy to see Barry, who's been, oh, he's been dead longer than I've been alive, so, uh, you guys happy to see that kind of stuff cycling around the Silver Age? Right, sure. What did I say? Uh, from what I know about it, I feel good about it. Jim's more of the Flash guy than me, I would think. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, at the end of the day, I... I I like good stories. Like I, I, I like stuff that enter- entertains me, and I'm not a slave to continuity. I like in a way, like you told me like five years ago, they're like, "Ooh, they're bringing Barry Allen back." I'm like, you know, I don't give a flying f, right? But like now, I read it, and it's just I'm not like all of a sudden like I'm the biggest Barry Allen fan in the world. But instead, I'm like, well, at least I'm enjoying reading Flash, which I can't say had ever had been the case for. You know, probably a while. Like I, I, I was occasionally pick it up and be like, "Eh, not interested." And now, like every month, I'm like, "Yeah, I really want to read that book when it comes out." And Francis Manipal is killing it on the art. Like it's Definitely. so good looking. Yeah. That's true. So that's uh, what I really like. So that's all I care about. So, so maybe a, maybe a flash song on the next album. Possibly. I mean, Jim. Right, you know, like we said, he's really good because I kind of like things in continuity. He's fine with it out of continuity. He just likes good stories, which works well. You know, when I tell a bunch of people a story about his mom from six months ago versus, like, the next I skip to a week ago. Yeah. So even though it's out of order, he just appreciates good stories even though they're about his mom. <laughs> right. I just, all I want is stories about my mom, right? So, like, how is that a bad thing? It's not mom. Oh, I don't want to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, like, so Flash, good stuff, the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> My job is to make it weird. Jim's job is to be the factual one. So, <laughs> so, uh, so what do you, I mean, are there writers and artists you guys focus on? Um, I mean, guys, do you think are classics? Are there? Are you buy mostly for the artists? You buy for the titles? I mean, how do you guys make those kind of awesome decisions that every comic reader has to make? When I was younger, it was all about. I think I came up right when Jim Lee took over for X Men One and X Force One, and everything was coming out. That's when I got into comics, and so for me, then it was all about the art. I just, you know, ignorantly equated good art with good stories, and you know, reading as years went on, that you know isn't obviously so. Um, 
what's cool about, you know, being in kind of the industry now with the band and stuff is you get to meet, you know, some of your favorite writers, you know, like Ron Mars or, you know, the Jeff Loeb, those guys, uh, Chris Claremont. And, you know, I think for me it's all about the writing. It's the artist, quote, unquote, you know, not superstar Jim Lee style. If the writing's there, I, that's what I care about first and foremost. Mm. Uh, for me, it's basically the same thing. Like, growing up, um, growing up, I actually followed characters more than I followed artists. Like, when I was a kid, I, I couldn't tell you whose art it was on the book. Like, now, looking back on it, it's very easy to do that. But when I started reading comics, that was not the case. These days, I'm not as character-driven. Like, you know, there are characters I love um, that are not currently interesting to me as uh, as comics because it's just like they're not being handled very well. Uh, on the other hand, there's guys, which is awesome because like, like I mentioned earlier, Fantastic Four and Lantern were my two childhood, you know, and, and to now my current favorite. Like Fantastic Four is awesome. I'm loving what Jonathan Hickman's doing. I couldn't be more excited that um, Steve Epstein is taking over as, artist on that book because the stuff he did on Captain America is, is like that Captain America run he did with Ed Brubaker is amazing so um, these days I'm definitely more of a story guy um, but there are certain artists that I'll follow kind of no matter what they do like I'm a huge Frank Cho fan and Art Adams and um, like a number of other artists where I'm like cool like I'm actually really excited that I've been a Doug Monkey fan for for years, and I'm so excited to see him kind of get in the recognition of, uh, you know, especially now working on Green Lantern. I hope he stays on on the book for a long time. But, yeah. like, I loved him back when he was doing, you know, odd fill-ins on Martian Manhunter. Actually, Martian Manhunter 14 is, like, my favorite, one of my favorite comics, like, period, which is the addiction to Chaco's issue which uh, I'm already obviously losing everyone of interest here, but, you know, I'm just going to keep talking. So he is, even though he's addicted to those Oreos, right? He's addicted to those Oreo cookies called Chacos and the, the DC universe. Well, like, there's an entire evil entity that springs out of him to eat the Chacos. Like, it's, an, it's the greatest fucking issue of Martian Manhunter that you could ever, like, Buy it on eBay. I don't care. Like, it's it's going to be, I'm sure it's worth like 99 cents tops. Uh, and you will and you will laugh your ass off. It's got Max Lord back when, uh, it's like kind of takes place in the sort of Justice League international time. Um, it's good stuff. The end. Again. The end. The end. Yeah, Kyle's favorite yet. Oh, it was like the Jim Lee. Oh, no, I, I'm okay. talking about, I prefer writing over, I mean, I love good art. I, when I grew up, I preferred art, and now I prefer writing. But you have but, at least a mention of, of an artist that you like now. Of an artist? Yeah. Uh, I like, what was his name, Charlie, who draws The Walking Dead? Is it Allred? No, I'm sorry. Charlie Adler. Adler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jim Lee's, you know, always my favorite, and, uh, you know, Monkey, like Jim was talking about, and... Let me see, Ron Mars, I'm going back and reading a lot of his Green Lantern stuff. Kirkman, you know, um, Portacio, I really like his stuff. So, uh, let's assume that I have a big show going on, and I want you guys to play some music. What, uh, how, how, how would I go about booking you guys? Well, I don't think you have enough brown in the minutes, number one. Unless you got to contact a corporate or something like that. I think you're underestimating how many brown M&M's Kulon has in his house. <laughs> okay, I don't want to say... I don't want M&M's. I like you guys, so I'm just going to say I assume you do. Um, well, you can contact us through our website, uh, kirbycracklemusic.com. Send us an email. Let us know what you're planning on doing, whether it be a, a convention or a party or, uh, you know, the levels we'll go to for ourselves are not too far from where we're at right now, so... Like, if you, if you just, like, find your daily ferry ride, like, you know, if you're taking the ferry across the water for your commute, and you're just like, man, this 30-minute ferry ride is really boring. You know what would be awesome is if Curvy Crackle played live on the ferry 
every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, we can figure something yeah. out. I'm just saying. Yeah. You want to you you come to my local comic shop and play every uh, every Wednesday or so? <laughs> uh, just saying, where are you guys? Uh, I'm in St. Louis, so I don't think you guys want to fly out here all the time. But... Then, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <that's>... Let's <laughs> do this. I'll if try you, to convince you to you... do it over in New York. If you flew us to St. Louis, we would play. So, uh, also, if you manage to get a bunch of people we can hitchhike to to get to St. Louis, we would play. Okay, well, that's a lot easier. Let's, I can figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, like I said, we're easy. There's options. <laughs> like, and and the, scarier, the scarier these guys and the sketchier the van, the better. Awesome. Because there's a third album right there. Sketchy van? Sketchy van. Yeah, we need something new to, we need something new to write about and a adrenaline and being locked in rusty cages wondering how you're going to get home gives us song ideas. Yeah, as long as we tell them not to eat any fingers, because that's how we make our living with, uh, yeah. you know, playing music. Like, fine, toes, legs, like, go preacher on our ass. You know, that's how it's going to be. That's fine. But we need to be able to write about it so that we can make, like, a very emotional, like, Grammy award-winning third album about sketchy vans in the middle of the desert. And, you know, Mr. <laughs> you know, Mr. Between here and what, who are these vans hunting for in the middle of the desert? <laughs> you know, Mr. Oh, you know, wait, waking up unconscious in a, ice, in a tub full of ice with a missing kidney is a great learning experience. It is, and, you know, I kick myself when I think of how many free popsicles I turned down with a little guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, really, like, I got a little in hindsight, that was probably really delicious candy in hindsight. Like, I'm just, like, <laughs> idiot. Yeah. I got well, you, can get, you can get like you can get like ten grand a pop for kidneys on the black market. So um, why not? I need a new right. one, So yeah, why not? Well, you know, actually, what's one of the most valuable organs on the black market? Lungs. Just fun fact for you guys. <laughs> if you need to do any organ harder things. Oh, sorry, we, no, sorry I, we've ruined your podcast. We, we've taken good news. No, don't worry. This, this session, you actually class it. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. We've, got, we've, got, we've done worse on our own. You, you, yes, you, you haven't even touched Arlo. You've, you've definitely oh, climbed yeah. up the place, oh, yeah. which is uh, saying something. So. Bruce Dub did join, I'd say. So, so but, yeah, I'm glad I, you know, we had you guys on tonight. Oh, thank um, you. Yes. Thank you for having us so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. We really, uh, you know, like, we've honestly had a blast. Like, we love just, like, you know, doofing around, and we hope uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed uh, doing that along with us. We're uh, yeah, we appreciate the support you, you guys and uh, you know Green Lantern fans have given us, and not sending us too many hate messages saying we suck. But you know, the nicest compliment we can get really, is, I guess you guys aren't that bad, which means a lot from uh, internet trolls. So you know what I mean. We we appreciate all the trolls that have given us that kind of compliment. Thank you. So, so we understand and we concur. So yes. <laughs> where, can you, where can we find you guys online? Uh, you go to curvycracklemusic.com. We're also, uh, well, from there, just like, go to the, hey, where can we find your shit section? And that would be on YouTube. Uh, we're on the Twitter and the Facebook. You can find us on Zoom, Amazon, iTunes. Um, probably the neighborhood kid. You can knock down and take a CD if he has it. There's, like we said, there's ways. Uh, is this kind of any, like, uh, underground, sketchy, like, message board where, you know, you don't know exactly if you're talking to a man or a lady? Like, you can probably find us there as well. Yeah. I'm sure that's very interesting. <laughs> you guys are going to be at New York City Comic Con, right? So. Yes, sir. Next we'll see you there also. Who's there? You yeah, next show is at Fan Expo. Uh, we'll be at Fan Expo in Toronto at the end of this month. And, yeah. and yeah, for sure, we'll be at uh, New York Comic Con in October. Uh, keep an eye on our website. Once we get all our show details and panel stuff nailed down and even our table, you'll be able to find all the uh, all the info there. Uh, we also have a free mailing list that we try to only mail out once a week and not be super annoying about about all the stuff we have going on. So, you're not going to go to Chicago or anything like that? Uh, no, we were, uh, we did C two E two in uh, April. So that was our Chicago stop for the the year. I think you, you guys want to come to one fifty three Road in Long Island because uh, <laughs> my uh, family would love to have you. Yeah. I actually have your well, name on have... cups over here. With uh... I have the the cupcakes already supplied as well as the cut sandwiches. Oh, nice. we like sandwiches. 
Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, on the Green Lantern Corps, Kirby Crackle loves sandwiches. We do love sandwiches. <laughs> and you know, we just got to say, as we're talking about where you can find our stuff, I don't know how many people know about this or not. It depends, you know, what day you're on Twitter. But if you already have our CDs and you're thinking, I need some more Kirby Crackle in my life, besides like little matchbooks and coffee mugs, which we don't have, uh, we just released our new uh, San Diego exclusive T-shirt that we had uh, in San Diego, and now it's for public consumption on our website. So go there and check it out, uh, original Jim Mafood art. How would you guys uh, get a hold of Jim Mafood? That's pretty awesome. I love Jim Mafood. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> no, I actually come with the official. I was just curious. Yeah. He's actually a friend of ours. Uh, I first met him through, I mentioned earlier, I run the Emerald City Comic Con, and I uh, I'd actually met him when I was like kind of going around trying to find... Um, uh, like artists to come to the show, uh, this was like you know almost a decade ago, and I just kind of got to chat with him through a friend of a friend, and we became buds. And I invited him to the show, and I've now known him for years. So when we started up the Kirby Crackle thing, I was like, "Hey, so uh, here's some music. What do you think um, about doing our album cover?" He's like, "This is cool. All right, I'll totally do it." So, uh, and then that's that's sort of how it's uh, spiraled out of control. Yeah, we love this stuff. It just goes good. It's kind of like, uh, was it KMF and DM? Well, they always have the same artist. That's kind of what our deal is. So. Awesome. That's good. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Clap it on the app. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. Been fun. Again. It was fun. If uh, again during New York Comic Con, I'll be there, so I'll be my, I'll manage to uh, say what's up, remind right you of the show you did. Please do, and uh, you know, send us a link, and we'll Twitter it up and Facebook her up. You got it. Cool. Thank cool. you. Cool. Thanks so much, guys. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Also, be sure to check us out online at www.thegreenlinercore.com. You can also email us at contact at com. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check us out next time. Be sure to check out Kirby Crackle, the performance of our opening thing, Room Capacity, at www.kirbycracklemusic.com. Also, check out the Roy Clark Method, performance of our ending theme, Sector 2814, at method. Sometimes it speaks to me, it says how, what is